An apple a day keeps a doctor away. But a bite of a magic space fruit can make you the strongest warrior in the universe? <laughs> Doctors hate this one weird trick for gaining limitless strength. Today, we're reviewing Dragon Ball Z, the Tree of Might. Hey everyone, welcome to Aging Otakus. Uh, I'm Jorge, I'm here with Eric, um, and today we're going to be talking about Dragon Ball Z, the Tree of Might, um, and before we get to that, we just want to plug our uh, social media accounts, make sure that you're keeping up to date with all of our uh, hot memes and shit posts, and uh, keeping track of what we're going to be reviewing in the future. Um, and so just, uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter or Instagram at uh, Aging Otakus on both of those. And uh, yeah, just let us know what you think of uh, of our of our episodes, and uh, just see what we're up to. Um, Eric, how how are you doing this week? Ah, oh, bro, this week gotta be good, I guess. Another <laughs> another beautiful day in Joe Biden's America. <laughs> good good for the good for the present five minutes before hitting refresh and rolling rolling the dice on that. And finding out we're in a civil war part two. So. <laughs> Is that the one with uh, Captain Marvel and Iron Man, or is that Captain America and Iron Man? And that one? That's the one with Captain Marvel, of oh, course. Okay, great, great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. So, I, I mean, I'm getting through it. You know, it's a, it's been a tumultuous week, to say the least. But, uh, you know, take it one day at a time, I guess. What about you? You, you, you do what you can. Um, yeah, so I, I've, uh, I've downed a, an entire six-pack um, the past couple of days <laughs> of, uh, of this blueberry maple stout which is very, very heavy and very... That uh, sounds heavy. Yeah, yeah, so that 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 should tell you where, where I'm at on a, you know, on a Wednesday uh, midweek. But um, <laughs> other other than that, uh, I actually, uh, a, a friend of mine introduced me to a anime series on Crunchyroll called uh, Mr. Osomatsu. Okay. And it's... I, I really enjoyed it, um, what, what I've seen of it so far. And it's a... It's kind of like a remake reboot sequel of a 60s gag manga and comedy anime and it's it's had some you know remakes in between there and some level of like cultural presence in, uh-huh. in the decades since then um but what's interesting about this reboot is so it's about these sextuplets who they just get okay. into shenanigans uh-huh. Have you have you heard of it or seen? I I now that you talk about the six triplet or the six uh six lits, I don't know, six, I don't know whatever the word S- is for that six six. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the six <laughs> okay. tuplets. It's the it's the kid with the bowl cut, right? Yeah, the yeah, kids yeah. With the bowl cuts. Okay, yes. Yeah, they they they're different people, Eric. They they have souls. Come on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Where to get some six tuplet uh, hate mail? Um, yeah, our big uh, six tuplet <laughs> fan base. <laughs> but um. But yeah, they're just they're just these. Uh, I guess originally they're you know they're young, uh, they're they're kids, and they uh, they just get into all sorts of wacky shenanigans. But um, in this series, they're young adults, and they they're they're just a bunch of neats. Like they don't they're unemployed, and they just live at home, and they're they're not like doofuses, but they're like doofus adjacent for sure. <laughs> and they just get into all sorts of, uh, of wacky, uh, hijinks, you know, trying to find a job or just like make a life out of what they have. But uh-huh. the, uh, the interesting part though, uh, the first episode was banned from 
Crunchyroll. It was banned from all like streaming here and in Japan. It was banned mm-hmm. from like a physical digital media release because it was a. Um, the whole premise of the first episode is it starts in black and white and it starts with like the retro designs and they are talking to each other about how they just got um it's got renewed you know they're gonna they're gonna start a new show but they're really worried that their old style of comedy isn't gonna cut it nowadays and they have to and the anime has changed so much over the decades and they're they're gonna have to like update everything for the times they're kind of mm-hmm. like fretting about that and it shifts gears into this very extreme parody like mainly of like high school anime kind of stuff but it it gets intensely like it adds on every genre of like the current anime landscape in some form or another and it becomes really over the top and funny and just like fast-paced like joke after joke after like criticism and parody and all that Uh so um i guess that parody law protection isn't all that great in japan though and rather than risk getting sued they only let it air that one time and then they realized they're kind of like okay crap let's maybe not do this again and not get sued by you know the creators of dragon ball z or of like attack on titan or whatever you know or demon slayer or whatever oh interesting so so it was just that blatantly just ripping off because I, I know that like Gintama, Gintama does that as well. Like they'll do a lot of like references to like Fist of the North Star and things like that. But it was just so blatant with Mister Osomatsu that they didn't even want to show it. I I think I think it was either that or they they hit so many like it was really rapid fire that they hit so many different parodies that they uh-huh. didn't want a chance that like one out of those like fifty people or whatever would just be like pissed off or just want to like litigate it. Oh, okay. And so they, they weren't taking their chances on that. Um, Cause there, there is no inbuilt uh, like fair use law of, of, of that sort, at least from, from what I was seeing on the, uh, on the internet mm-hmm. about it. But that being said, I do, if you, if the show does sound interesting to you, I do highly recommend you go to the, seedier places of the internet where <laughs> where the episode can be found because it is hilarious um even with just you know i mean you, you could probably tell from just doing this podcast that i i don't have my finger on the pulse of like newer anime but even with my my just like secondhand knowledge of of a lot of what's on the air nowadays and in the past you know five six years yeah. or so uh, i was able to catch a lot of really funny uh references on it Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I know, uh, you know, R.I.P. Kiss Anime, but uh, yeah, I'm sure there's probably some places you can probably still find it. And if uh, if you want to text those to me, I'll check out the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could, t- could, uh, could talk about it, you know, uh, um, Aging Otaku's After Dark. Yeah, yeah. Find the paywall <laughs> our, on Patreon. Our our, our sideshow. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. How, how about um, you? What you been? Uh, what you been watching? What you been doing? Um, okay, so, I mean, I don't, I mean, I know you know, but a lot of our listeners probably don't know. I'm, like, a huge, like, political nerd, so, like, I mean, I've always have been, but, um, obviously, it is election week month in, uh, in the U.S., so, we took a week off yesterday, uh, last week, just due to, like, I think both of our lives got really busy, um, and so, this past week, uh, I've just been taking in all, like, poll information, like, exit polls uh i'm on 538 constantly just trying to like you know try to game out where the election's going to go beforehand 
And I was initially before today, when I thought we were going to record like two days ago, I was going to plug uh, like Nate Silver in 538. But, you know, it's post-election day and we all saw how his things panned out. So fucking Nate Silver. Um, <laughs> you, but so you're, you're not going to make fan art of his uh, little fox mascot now? Oh, Foxy? Is that Fo- his name? Foxy, I think. Yeah, that sounds that sounds so, right. That has to be it, right? <laughs> yeah. That, that's what, uh, that, that's got to be Rule 34 by now. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, but there are two There are two um, YouTubes that I have been watching aside from that, uh, one of which is uh, Question Time. It's a it's just a general purpose like political YouTube where they'll kind of uh, discuss whatever big uh, political things are happening at the moment. Uh, he'll usually do like a debate recap and things like that and kind of, you know, give you a breakdown of both sides, quote, quote unquote, both sides. Um, and those are really interesting to me, uh, to kind of give you like an idea of like where public opinion might be going. Um, and there's also another one called, uh, let's talk elections, which is, it's funny cause the kid who does it is like a, like a really young, but really into like data science YouTubers. I, I don't think the kid's even old enough to vote. Like he's, he's wow. turning, yeah, he's like turning 18 in like December. So he's not even gonna be able to vote in this election. But he makes like daily videos just going over poll numbers and, you know, electoral map breakdowns and things like that. And he wasn't really his formula as of right now, 734 on Wednesday doesn't really pan out. But I mean, who knows with this fucking election? So who knows if he might be right or not? Um, But yeah, that's kind of all I've been taking in. And uh, those are just two YouTubes that I like to kind of go to to get my political fix, I guess. Very, uh, very timely recommendations for sure. Yeah, I mean, I it's think, not. Yeah, here are think, two uh, electoral YouTubes that <laughs> post election. I, th- I, I think, um, yeah, a lot of us have been needing that constant fix this week of uh, of, of just what you know what would happen and now what is happening, you know, presently. So. Do they do, do do they do stuff? Are they doing stuff now? You know, I guess it's only been a day. Um, he yeah, he's already doing stuff, man. Oh, okay. Like he, he he was doing. I I mean, we've still got like what seven states that haven't been called. So like he's kind of doing like a breakdown, uh, discussing the the states that have already been called so far. So you know, he's I mean, he's getting tons of traffic, and I guess you know, even post election, he's still able to make those kind of videos and have an audience to to reach out to because i mean like you said we're all looking for any kind of information out there so you know it's only natural for people to gravitate towards that cool i'll uh i'll have to check these out then yeah i mean definitely question time i think you you'd kind of be into uh let's talk elections that's kind of more of like a i don't know if you're kind of more of a, a geek about things like that with me i don't know i get i get i get into i get into little like phases with stuff like that right i like i like to get into the nitty-gritty and then i move on to the next thing but i i do i do yeah question time to sound a little more more general uh yeah of a of a channel for sure yeah it's it's interesting i mean i think you and i are both kind of of the same uh political spectrum leaning so we kind of i'm kind of you know, regardless of how much I take in mainstream political content, I'm just kind of you're, you're, cynical about everything. You're you're also pro Habsburg, huh? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's that's been me this week. 
So today's movie is uh, Dragon Ball Z, The Tree of Might. Um, and just as a little bit of background info on on Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and just that, that whole franchise in general, um, I mean, if you have a TV and you, you have heard of anime, you've you probably um you've probably been exposed to a fair amount of you know Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Z merchandise or or, or something. Um yeah. so, so I guess we're we're not going to we're not going to go too much over that because it is it is such a, a big and and, and formative uh, franchise especially here in the in the states but um yeah just it's they, like the Nintendo of anime. Like it's like in the US if your mom's like yelling at you for watching anime she probably thinks Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, she, she's she's probably calling it Dragon Ball Z to, <laughs> regardless of what you were watching. Um, but yeah, just uh, you know, it was a, it was a, a late '80s to early '90s uh, manga by Akira Toriyama, adapted to to an anime in the well, originally Dragon Ball in in the the '80s, and then in the '80s and '90s Dragon Ball Z. It's had a couple of sequels, a uh, ton of movies, OVAs, video games, et cetera, et cetera. Um, fun, yeah, fun, fun uh, Wikipedia read if uh, if you really want to want to get into that because there, there's some uh, there's, there's a lot of cool, interesting background between uh, Akira Toriyama's other works in Dragon Ball that wasn't super apparent at the time, and he kind of like retroactively worked in there. I was I was really surprised with that. Um, but so this uh, this film in particular was originally released in Japanese theaters as Dragon Ball Z, a super decisive battle for Earth in 1990, and it was the third Dragon Ball Z movie. I believe it was the fifth or sixth Dragon Ball movie in general. Mm-hmm. And then as for the international versions um so this was originally dubbed into english by ocean group which is the first studio to do the the voice acting for dragon ball z in um and it was done in 1997 although it was cut up into like a three-part episode airing in syndication along with the the rest of the regular episodes um it was then was it yeah yeah originally it was um so after i think they're already in they had been it, it's in a weird spot because they had already been in namek and then there's like these three episodes like they they head back home i don't remember if they oh there's okay there's a spot that fits or not fully yeah but. i doing research for this okay so that makes sense then i guess because i was doing a little bit of research on this before we recorded and it shows on the the dragon ball wiki that the timeline placement says that this film occurs after goku arrived on namek but before the final showdown with Frieza. Right. Which which makes no goddamn sense. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so what you're saying is that they showed it at, at that time. They they showed it at that time, but the movie also... And I, I've... I'm not one of those people that agonizes over, like... Right. Details like, oh, what symbol is on the front and back of, the, of their geese, or what... Um, you know who who's here who's who's not there like kind of thing but I'm, i yeah. i i do believe someone has determined like how somewhere how how this film can fit in the timeline and it still doesn't make sense because why would they all be back on earth but um, right but yeah so that's um so both of those things are true it was it it did episode wise it aired in the middle of them being a namek and then also yeah it 
somehow they're they're on earth and not on yeah. for a little while like i mean like yeah all the movies kind of operate in their own singular universe like it's none of the none of the movies are canon they're just sort of things to get people into theaters right they're just they're, they're, none of them are canon they're barely even even when they they refer to each other or other characters they barely get that straight so right but so the the, the interesting thing with with this one so uh pioneer um re- released a dub with the same cast but it was uncut and unlike that three-part episode it actually was uh it had the original japanese soundtrack to it and score which is very different than what the uh dragon ball z's background music was in in the dubbed version up until that time it was very like industrial and metal sounding just a lot of like overdriven guitars and 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 wailing um yeah as opposed to this like symphonic score action adventure movie sort of thing um so that was that was really interesting um and then finally once again in 2006 the movie was re-released by funimation uh by their the, the voice actors they were using by then at the time who've kind of become the standardized um, Dragon Ball Z voice cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, brand new dub, brand new, brand new US soundtrack again, although you could watch it with English voices and the Japanese soundtrack or English voices and the US soundtrack or just Japanese, Japanese um, as well. And that version itself has had a couple of re-releases since then, but it's still mm-hmm. like, that's kind of like the finalized version official like us version is that funimation dub from 2006 so that makes sense yeah because i can't imagine finding the pioneer version like anywhere now yeah and easily and it was and that pioneer version was great um i i I had the vhs tape it was like a i had a a three-pack actually of um dead zone world strongest and tree of might which are the first three dragon ball z movies and i wore out those tapes no joke like uh-huh. I, I loved the hell out of those tapes um and it was um yeah it was actually just a really cool gateway to like oh wow dragon ball z's soundtrack sounds very different when it's the original music and the original opening themes and and all of that and um yeah yeah and the animation quality being significantly better than the than the tv series so that was uh that was kind of well, like a little prideful though? well at its, it at its peaks <laughs> the peaks yeah. were higher oh the 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 floor was much lower very low um but yeah, but did, yeah. did you watch these uh or did you watch tree of might or any of these or dbz in general um, <laughs> have i watched did, dbz in have, general? have you heard of this uh indie manga yeah it's a little little known thing called dragon ball z um <clears throat> yes i i definitely saw the I believe I, I had to have seen only the the 2006 version. Um, I wanted, like as a child, more than anything, was the the Pioneer or the uh, the Ocean Group dub. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, the Pioneer because I remember the the VHS is saying like it says like uncut. So, right. and I wanted that. I wanted you know I wanted the blood and the gore. Which which just to clarify for you know for the listeners to the so the Pioneer release was also a dub by ocean group. Uh, it was just a, yes. either a second dub or like they, they redid the lines that had swearing or whatever. Um, but yes, so similar, you know, very similar releases, just one, the pioneer one just being better. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, so I never got that. I, and then I think I, I saw it when it was, it had to be like when, uh, 
Toonami was doing the all the Dragon Ball Z movies because you remember they did that little thing oh. where they do like a little. I think it was like on it was on a weekend where they do like you know and showing especially now you know the Dragon Ball Z movie one or something like that. Right, right. They have the special presentations every now and then. Yeah, so I had to have seen like it, but two thousand and six sounds really late for me to have seen it. So I mean, it couldn't have been the two, the Funimation version. So it had to be like it had to be like a it is probably the Pioneer version shown on Toonami prior to 2006 because i mean it wouldn't make sense for me to have seen it for the first time like out of high school that that does sound right because i i do know at the time um you know even though they recast and changed everything during the namek saga it's Mm -hmm. not like they stopped playing the episodes of the old voice cast either so it would make sense that if they only had that version of the movie recorded they were going to show that because i i do believe they funimation recorded they're rather dubbed several of the movies after Tree of Might mm-hmm. and then only went back to redo the first three again after the fact. Yeah. So it could have been, it could have easily been before 2006 that you saw it. It, yeah. it had to have been like, it wouldn't make sense in my, in my own personal timeline for that to be like that. So yeah, it had to have been something on TV, on Toonami prior to 2006. So starting the film off, uh, we kind of have like this sort of cold open. It's a, uh, a space vessel that looks e- sort eerily reminiscent to like a just a Saiyan. It's, I think it gives you the Saiyan pod kind of fo- vibes, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not. It's more of like a drone. Uh, it flies to Earth. Uh, we cut to see that nearby there's a camping trip going on between Oolong, Bulma, and Krillin. And they're trying to get, you know, a fire started and kind of set up camp. And there's some kind of like, there's a little bit of, you know, physical humor there, here and there with Oolong and uh, just sort of checking in. But uh, at, at this time, it's, it feels like it's obviously post Vegeta Krillin from the looks of it to me. Um, and Chi Chi, or not Chi Chi, but Bulma. Um, we then see Gohan, who's sporting his bowl cut from the, the Namek saga, and he's got with him the biggest backpack ever because, uh, you know, he's a fucking dweeb and, uh, <laughs> he, he's just, he looks like he's on safari. He's got this weird little kind of like Steve Irwin outfit and yes, just the world's largest backpack. As, it's a look. As someone, as someone, yeah, I mean, Gohan was an only child for much of the series uh and as someone who is also an only child that backpack is very on brand for only childs of is that yeah. true <laughs> very very over prepared by his uh by his parents yes interesting interesting <laughs> uh yeah so they kind of give him a little bit of shit for it because i i don't th- you know let's be honest like i don't think any of goku's friends like chichi except maybe bulma yeah they, she's I- she's kind of um yeah, she she doesn't she probably just doesn't have any positive interactions with them at all, and you know. But also, on the other hand, she's kind of right too because they're all they're always just getting into fights and dying all the time. Right, it's kind of right for her to not want to be around that. Right, like I mean, I I don't I don't think it's it's one of those situations where like neither party is a bad person for feeling the way they feel. But yeah, like there, there's I don't think there's much. Maybe some of his older friends, but I yeah, she doesn't like any of those people no and she and you know now that i think about it she's right to not like because <laughs> fuck the z fighters um 
We're clearing so, her yeah. name. Oh, yeah. You know what? She was a fighter in her day, too. So she, it's not yeah. like she doesn't like fighting. But, you know, she just sees that she wants her son to be a expensive or a, a rich doctor. Fight, fight responsibly like Chi Chi, all right? Yeah. Uh, so nighttime comes around and we see the vessel racing towards Earth again, uh, ultimately crashing in the woods. Uh, this causes a gigantic forest fire. And, um, you know, the fire and the ensuing animals leaving the forest kind of wakes everybody up. And we get a weird scene where Gohan and Krillin are kind of using their key attacks to to put the fire out. And But the thing is, to me, it's like, one, I didn't know that they could just make wind. But I guess, you know, you're using your key, you can do whatever you want. But if you're making these giant, like, gusts of air to blow out a, a, a forest fire, wouldn't that essentially act as, like, stoking the fire and spreading it to the further forest? Right, like e- either you're yes, you're stoked, you're spreading the fire, or if you're if you're doing some kind of magical key thing where you're like pushing just the oxygen out of the way, then you're just collapsing the lungs of a bunch of innocent little forest d- dwellers. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that. There's no there's no winning on this one. So we really just have to like just another magical quality of of different. They're different key attacks, I guess. Yeah, I mean, whatever they, whatever Toriyama determines that they can do, they just fucking do. <laughs> um, so Gohan rescues uh, the world's ugliest dragon from being crushed by a tree. <laughs> He's cute. I'm not a fan of Icarus, <laughs> but uh, he looks weird. But uh, yeah, so he just deadlifts this tree off of Icarus, and we get Gohan's pet buddy for the next ten movies, I think. Yeah. And and some of the the filler, uh, one of the filler sagas in the TV series that never gets spoken of afterwards. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Okay. He, maybe he's cute. I, I'm not a fan. Um. So yeah. So after the the ensuing destruction that they that they probably caused, <laughs> uh, Bulma worries about where the animals will live now. But Krillin's got a great idea to use the Dragon Ball radar to find the Dragon Balls and then. We cut to our uh, we cut to our opening, but uh, another thing because so Jorge and I watched the the ocean dub for this episode, and I hate Bulma's voice <laughs> so much. It's like you gave her the most ditzy like Valley Girl voice when she's supposed to be like a Steve Jobs type. She's the most powerful, intelligent woman on the planet, and you know you give her this kind of Valley Girl voice, and I hate it. Right. And and they don't even have the excuse of like oh maybe maybe they cast the younger Bulma in that in that in that voice and just kept the same voice actress like no like they they started with her basically as her Dragon Ball Z incarnation where she's already brilliant so yeah, yeah. so yeah I don't know not a fan either not a fan of the Ocean Group except for Vegeta's voice Vegeta's voice in the Ocean Dub is good right yeah Vegeta, um, Vegeta's yeah he, I mean he's been lucky that he's had a good voice. In, in every incarnation, I, I, I feel like. We stand a short king. <laughs> uh, so so the OP that we don't... I don't think that we got in our version, but it's the opening is Chala Head Chala, which uh, I'll, I'll put a little a clip of it in here, but it's, you know, if you've watched Dragon Ball Z, you've heard the song. Chala, hey, Chala. 
but instead of the usual intro, you know, we've got everyone on their little mini quest to go get all the Dragon Balls. So it's like kind of, you know, they, they run into Tien and Chao Su and they see, you know, that giant T-Rex that's chasing Gohan in the original opening. And uh, so, you know, it, it, was, it was cute. It, it was a good use of the animation budget that, that they probably get with uh, with a feature length version. Um they, yeah, they didn't. They didn't just replay the same thing we see every week on TV. They had a little like mini adventure, so I thought it was cool too. It was cute, yeah. And, and so yeah, I noticed that when I was watching the dubbed version because I did see the the little on the title screen. It was Head Chala, so I was like, okay. So I'm obviously not watching what was originally aired on the background of this show. So after their little their little quest, they eventually get all seven Dragon Balls. And wait, let me one second. So okay. Bulma runs Caps Corporation, which is probably the biggest company on the planet. And you're telling me that she doesn't have strike teams finding the Dragon Balls every year <laughs> and just like and just wishing for like a greater like capital. Like that has to be like that. That's obviously what she would do. Like like an amazing stock price every year. <laughs> exactly. No, like that. That if, if I had the resources that Bulma has, which means that, you know, I'm essentially like a, you know, a Boeing or like <laughs> one of those, a giant arms developer, which is probably what Bulma does. Uh, why wouldn't she just have teams dedicated to finding the Dragon Balls every year, making a crazy wish, making herself immortal, probably. <laughs> and I don't know. I digress. I just, I don't, I don't trust people that are running huge companies. And so I do not trust Bulma. I do not trust Capsule Corporation. She'd, she'd probably waste it on something like wishing for stock buybacks or like yeah. deregulation or something. Greater greater GDP yield. <laughs> I think there's actually like, I think there's a Dragon Ball Z mini episode or there's an episode or like a filler arc where there, I think Bulma and Chi Chi like get the Dragon Balls to wish themselves to be like 10 years younger. Huh. I don't know if that's... I might just be pulling that out of my ass, but I, I remember that for some reason. I'd watch that. If it wasn't a hallucination, I, I would watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do some research after this. Um, so yeah, so after uh, they get all the Dragon Balls, they summon Shenron, and you see kind of a, this... You see how much of a long boy like Shenron is. He's fucking huge. And uh, it's it's something you see in the original Dragon Ball Z American opening. Like I, th- I feel like... 80% of the Dragon Ball Z opening in the U.S. is taken from Tree of Might. Yes. Um, a, a bunch of that a bunch of that opening is from this movie, a little bit from the other two movies, and then, like, stuff that happens 100 episodes in the series. The weirdest combination of footage. But this, yeah. the Shenron is definitely from this movie. The very, the very, very long Shenron. Yeah, from the, the Rock of the Dragon opening, which... <laughs> It fucking rips oh, still. I, like, I love I lo- that. Ugh. That guitar solo is like crazy. Love that shit. So all the animals are standing in awe because Shenron is essentially like a, a god. And uh, Icarus, because he's stupid, goes to <laughs> fly up and uh, try to tries to swing on Shenron. And Shenron's about to like kill him with like the whip of his tail. And uh, Gohan stops him and he's like, dude, chill. Like... You know, you're getting too you're getting too aggro, bro. Boy, you cute, but you stupid. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, so they wish for the sto- the forest to be restored. Uh, it's 
done and, you know, Icarus and Gohan are happy. And that's when actually, actually when Gohan gives him the name Icarus and, um, which, which is a strange, um, I don't know where they got Icarus from because on the, in the Japanese version and in the, the initial dub, he was higher dragon. Uh huh. Yes. And I know a lot of like the fan people like back in the nineties would call him fire dragon because those are technically written similarly or the same in in uh in katakana and japanese so kind of a, a weird like he's got like a couple of names but yeah we're, we're we're gonna call him icarus for our purposes um but yeah strange strange situation where he's got like even more names than all the other characters in dragon ball z who have multiple names too that's true yeah toriyama loves his puns <laughs> um <clears throat> but yeah so uh after that happens uh you know, that space vessel starts to activate for whatever reason, and it turns into, like, a giant spider with a really shitty walking animation and starts <laughs> to kind of, you know, survey uh, the, the planet, it seems like. Yeah, that, that that walk did not have many frames to it. No, dude, it was bad. And as that probe droid spider vessel thing is crawling out of that, crater uh, we cut to space and we see another vessel approaching the earth and in there we just see a bunch of uh, like this almost like motley crew of just uh of alien warriors uh in saiyan armor uh that like the older kind with the with the shoulder padding to it from earlier episodes uh and their eyes are all just lighting up from from getting these readings on earth of uh of things like goku's power level and their their leader who we don't see yet but we hear uh turl's he obviously has an interest in Kakarot that, that he expresses. And so this, this group, uh, not on screen by any means, but uh, they're officially called the Turtles Crusher Corps. And Ew. That's yeah, stupid. That's dumb. And so uh, because Akira Toriyama, creator of Dragon Ball Z, loves his uh, vegetable and fruit and food pun names, these guys are, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to, just run through the uh, run through the lot of them. Uh, Amond, big guy with long hair. Dais, a different big guy with long hair, different long hair than than the other one. Uh, Kakao, who looks kind of like Zoidberg from Futurama if he was a cyborg. And buff. And buff, like roid rage Zoidberg. Like when when Zoidberg that episode where Zoidberg is trying to mate. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I love that episode. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> and then, uh, and then we have these two little uh, guys, Raisin and Lakase, uh, who are basically just like these short, purple, like literal butt heads. Like their heads look like butts. And um, <laughs> for some of the less obvious ones, there. So, uh, Lakase is Japanese for peanut, and Dais is soy. But I, I think the rest of them are pretty. You know, it's pretty apparent like what food they're going for. Um, we are not going to call them by name throughout any of this because they, A, they're not worthy of it. And um, B, this was just like in the, in the, one of the official like movie guides or something that came out after the fact. So yeah, screw that. And they're yeah, paper thin they personalities. They hardly mention it in the, in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. They, I don't think, I don't think any of them ever get called by name except for Charles and um, they're, they're all paper thin caricatures and kind of like generic toriyama designs so yeah true they they gotta earn their names damn it i 
I referred to the big guy with long hair as a space T-Hawk. He <laughs> looks like T-Hawk. Um, but I like Dyes. Dyes is a cool name. That's a, yeah. He, he had kind of a, like interesting like punkish haircut sort of thing going on. He was my favorite member of the Turl, the Turla's Crusher Corps, yeah. which is the stupidest fucking name. God. And so, uh, so from there, we, um, we, we go to Goku's family household, and um, we have uh, Goku and Gohan just kind of like goofing around in a barrel that's acting as a makeshift hot tub, and uh, as, as Chi-Chi is adding more wood to the, to the flame. Um, they're just... Because apparently they're poor. Yeah. Apparently they're poor. Goku's a demigod. Yeah. And they know the richest woman on earth. He uh they're just humble humble, simple country folk, uh having a fun time, you know, two of them naked in a makeshift hot tub. <laughs> yeah, of course. And so like Tom Brady and his son. <laughs> Not so different after all. Um it's so from uh as Chi Chi's like just putting putting a little bit more firewood uh under the under the barrel um she gets startled by icarus who pops in to visit gohan uh and chi chi just kind of uh you know being the overprotective mother she is she she admonishes gohan and you know blames goku and for for putting gohan in his mindset and distracting him from his studies and and everything and of course uh she's not wrong she she ain't uh, good, good parenting from at least one of the parents in this family. Um, I go Piccolo's a good parent. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. So, so Icarus then does the adorable like cartoon pet thing, and with you know the eyes, and won't let go, won't let Gohan let him go. Uh, so ultimately, what what happens is Goku sets Icarus up with like this little cave in the nearby woods with uh, plenty of food so that he and Gohan could still kind of see each other and have these little play dates in the forest and such. So cool, cool move by Goku. You know, I guess I take back, I take back what I said. He's a, he's a good no, father. It was, it was so weird seeing Goku care about the, the wants and needs of others. <laughs> you never see that in Dragon Ball Z. And that's how you know, this is not canon. Yeah. I was like, wait, Goku's doing something nice for someone else and not just like, fighting like an idiot like maybe he has very weird he had the long con going on he was planning on sparring icarus down the line. <laughs> yeah, he wants you know tr- stay here and train so i can fight you one day he's, he's gonna put he's gonna put icarus on a sumo diet and then uh fight hell yeah that, that, that explains all the food he left him um so elsewhere uh we see uh yamcha and puar um they're just kind of flying around this new very like sci-fi Toriyama-esque design flying car uh, when he feels like an energy reading uh, Yamcha and uh, elsewhere from there Piccolo meditating under a waterfall as you know he always does um, also feels he that doing it. energy reading um, and what what they're picking up on is that over by the crater where that probe crashed um, Amon the, the space T-Hawk fella he um, plants the tree of might he he plants this uh the seed and there's just like this energy explosion and a sudden growth that even knocks yamcha and puar out of the sky from just like the shock waves and like smacking the the like roots out into the air and stuff and so uh turtles uh unseen still he observes this and he just he's, he's excited that that the earth is actually the ideal place for this 
plant to grow and he's he's very excited to reap what what will come from this uh destructive plant and so we uh we see more of the roots kind of taking form taking shape they're ginormous um they're very destructive they're displacing those animals that had just finished moving back in damn it and um tree just gentrified the whole forest oh man i mean first you get yoga studios and you get like trees of might and it just it's downhill from there kombucha bars are next so uh, even <laughs> the roots even get like to the city, and there's just more more chaos as as it knocks you know buildings down, tears up roads, and all that. And finally, when we see the fully grown tree, it's it actually just towers like under the atmosphere. It's so ginormous, and uh, Icarus is looking on with uh, you know with just a lot of concern in his eyes. So. <laughs> As a, which is which is like the only look he has in his eyes. To be fair, <laughs> I was gonna say like his big emoting eyes. Like, <laughs> and so from as all that happens, uh, we cut to uh, King Kai's planet, and King Kai, uh, Bubbles, and Gregory feel that energy, um, and they grow uh, very very concerned. And let me just say, I I I miss this. Made me realize how much I I really liked and missed the uh, King Kai planet episodes like early in dragon ball just like the wackiness mm-hmm. of that of that stuff that, yeah that is a that's a fun crew i would i would i would enjoy a, a drink with king kai bubbles and and gregory there i would do i'd take it at this point everyone has kind of showed up to goku's house to kind of uh figure out what's going on uh we see yamcha here because he's uh he's kind of bummed out about losing his, his space car um, and he's, he's getting, uh, kind of reprimanded by Bulma. Cause I guess, you know, she's kind of, she just assumes that he's like out trying to pick up chicks in this <laughs> fancy car, but he's really trying to pick up her. And so that's why Dragon Ball Z is a really sad love story. If you think about oh. it, because you know, she's, she thinks that he's just cruising for chicks, but he's really only cl- cruising for Bulma and he'll never have it. I so, mean, at least kind of at least he had a space car in the first place too. Like, Jorge, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Do you think that Yamcha gets Puar to transform into Bulma and then fucks Puar? <laughs> I just had that question. Like, Do you think that? Do you think he God. does that? I mean, I'm because she's in love with him. I'm 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 picturing the like God. I don't know which X Men movie it was, but like mystique is trying to seduce wolverine or something like that and and turns into like the different women in the x-men does she oh that's right that's in first class i think is it first class yeah because she turns into like uh she turns into Jean, doesn't she yeah well wait no because that that would be before she does some she but i think it's femka jansen like she oh maybe you're right I don't it, know. Maybe, it's it's one of the nearer ones but yeah like it, it's a lot like it really pisses him off that <laughs> she does that like he she, she just like crosses the line or something we'll have, we'll have to we'll have to figure out which what, what that is but um asking the questions that need to be asked no absolutely absolutely <laughs> so absolutely so you're a yes I'm a, on that I'm a yes. yamcha fucks for yeah. all right yeah. cool we can move on then. <laughs> uh yeah so yeah yamcha offers to help gohan with the schoolwork because you know gohan's in the mix and uh, Chi-Chi reminds everybody that Go- that Yamcha's an idiot and <laughs> doesn't really help. Uh, even though, if you think about it, Yamcha's the smartest sea fighter because he he knew that he wouldn't be able to, f- you know, 
keep up with the Super Saiyans of the world. So he's like, well, I'm just going to be a pro baseball player. He went to baseball with his, like, superpowers, basically. Yeah. I mean, he's a cheater at that point, <laughs> but I mean, he's smart. He's so. a smart guy. He, Yamcha is one of those guys who, like, on a like on a dating app, he would put that he uh, he graduated from the school of hard knocks. Ew, gross. Uh, he, he's like, uh, I'm a, he lists himself as, like, a entrepreneur, <laughs> rise and grind, you know. Yeah, Big, we yeah. all know that guy. Oh yeah, he's gonna sell you a, a a bunch of cologne from out of the back of his trunk. If uh, if you don't know that guy, you are that guy. And oh shit! If, if you if you are that guy, no, I'm not interested in learning this couple's investment style. So thank you. I hate those people. The worst. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, Icarus is knocking at the window, kind of doing his little puppy shtick. Um. Chi-Chi's mad that he's back, but Gohan, uh, he's trying to get going to follow him because he wants him to see uh, the tree. Um, so at this point, King Kai calls Goku in his head and uh, pretty much just does a big like exposition dump and like tells Goku and the audience uh, everything he needs to know about the tree and that there's a bunch of guys that are there trying to grow it. Um, apparently the fruit from the tree is only meant for eternal dragons and um, essentially the tree creates this fruit that's so powerful because it just saps an entire planet of all of its nutrients and um, that's why the fruit has so much power in it Um, at this point the Z fighters are like hey like let's let's take care of it just give us a couple days Goku we'll be ready and Goku's like no this movie's only 60 minutes. We need to take care of it today. <laughs> um, and, you know, obviously Chi-Chi's like, hey, your dad dies every time he does something like this, so you can't go. And uh, Gohan begs and begs. But, uh, you know, I, ultimately you're going to find out that Gohan does show up. Um, we flash back to the tree, and uh, it's we've got the, the Crusher core. I don't want to keep calling him that, but whatever. They never heard um, it. <laughs> yeah, the the Crusher Core. What have you crushed? Um, so they're talking about the Tree of Might and being able to take out Kakarot, um, and then go to go off to conquer the universe. Um, we get a scene of like Turles's waist, and uh, we see that he's got a Saiyan tail. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's uh, you know, ooh, oh shit. That means something to everybody, yeah. obviously. Yeah, another Saiyan that was missed when they killed them all. Yeah, and also he's got like a weird like Piccolo vibe too, because he's got the little white cloak and everything. Um, so so the tree, the Z fighters finally get to the tree, and um, you know it's massive. So they're trying to figure out how to destroy it. They do a bunch of Kamehamehas, uh, various key blasts, um, and nothing's working really. So they kind of fly up more further to the tree's trunk, and then you see uh, Turles' group, who I will not refer to by their name. Uh, they're chilling there, and they kind of—they're just there to kind of like shit on them for trying to destroy this tree, but they did nothing essentially to it. And uh, Tien's like, "Hey, watch out, guys! They got—they got really high power levels, you know, obviously." Um, <laughs> Yamcha's pissed off about his cruiser. And I guess they saw it because they they, t- they talk shit about his his little hoopty ride. <laughs> and Krillin, being the worst fucking character, the worst Z fighter, 
is like already cowering and he's like, oh, I'm just, you know, these guys are, the guys are making me cold because I'm shaking. I'm not scared or anything. Krillin sucks. And he's a cop. So, Man, fuck Krillin. And I, you I, know that, right? He becomes a cop. Yeah, no, well, I mean, look at the mustache he gets in uh, That's true. later yeah. on. But I... He was so promising in the beginning too. Like he was funny he was, in the in Dragon Ball. He was a funny, just a funny, chubby little monk dude. Like, come on. Yeah, he was always up to like fucking like. He was always like really shitty and like. <laughs> he's got little schemes and stuff. He, he, and then like in Z, he sucks. He had the he he would make the best faces of Dragon Ball in those. Uh, <laughs> the little squinty faces and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Toriyama could have done so much with Krillin. Like even. You know, obviously, the crazy power scaling in Dragon Ball, like, he wouldn't be able to keep up, obviously. But just sort of have him be, like, a little trickster guy. That would have been so much better. But, you know, he just kind of becomes this cuck, you know? <laughs> like, that's that's it. Cuck Rillin. Um, yeah. Yeah, that works. Um, so over at the cave, Gohan is looking for Krillin, uh, Icarus, but he can't find him. And he gets surprised from behind and goes to fly off as well. Uh, the quote-unquote villains and heroes start to square off. And these fights fucking suck, dude. Like, these fights are not good. Yeah, they're, they're, they're so quick. but They're very quick. And obviously we're on a time constraint. Oh. But, like, it's just like... I, I was watching it and I was like, these fights aren't even... They're not even fights. They're just like... Somebody fights... Okay, so there's a couple of cool scenes. Like, I'm not going to shit all of, on all of them. But, like, the fight scenes that they give us here are all at a breakneck speed. And they... There's no, like, give and take for any of the fights. It, it's it's more of, like, the non-Saiyans getting chumped again. Which would have just happened, you know, a, a couple of dozen episodes before this or whatever, too. So it's, it's not a good look for yeah. everybody. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, Ryzen and, and Lakase take on Tien and Chao Su, and they call Chao Su a little clown, which I think was funny <laughs> because it's like he is a little clown. Like, oh, they don't miss. No. Um, so they they could do that. They could do the thing where they kind of become one and split apart, and they kind of use that in their fighting, and that's kind of interesting. Um, and at which point Krillin and Space T Hawk start to fight, and they kind of. They kind of Krillin does his destructo disc, and then Amand does like a weird kind of spinny multiple disc move too, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it was the which which is like it just it's annoying because it's like oh look at this even cooler thing that these guys that are gonna die by the end of the movie can do. Yeah, that totally outclasses uh, your beloved friends that you've been watching. <laughs> And the destructive disc is such a cool move to begin with. Mm-hmm. So whatever, That's awesome setup. Um, yeah, and it just for like zero payoff at the end. But yeah, um, Yamcha goes off against Kakao, who I guess was like you said was the uh, the Zoidberg cyborg. And this fight is actually pretty cool. There's a there's a scene where I forget what it's called, but it's um, Yamcha's like controllable. It was the spirit bomb in Dragon Ball. Remember, like it used to be called the Spirit Bomb. Right. There's a. Uh, it's it's his like one of, if not his like super attack in the in the current Dragon Ball fighting game that's out. Um, um, yeah. 
he guides it like by pointing where it goes sort of thing like he has he he poses all cool and like guides the the path of the of the projectile and yeah and yeah that was like done to cool effect here for sure yeah well the coolest thing i think was uh because he, he he hits him with it and he creates like this giant dust cloud and then out of the dust cloud cyborg Zyd- zoidberg zoid zoidborg there we go zoidborg <laughs> that works um he flies out of it, and they're kind of fighting in midair, but it, it looks better than any any normal Dragon Ball air fighting, because they're kind of, like, sideways. Right. And it looks really cool. Like, I, it, it's always one of my favorite clips from, like, the Dragon Ball Z opening. And and the uh, the really cool thing in this one I, I, I caught in particular, too, yeah, like, it's used in the opening, but the, the animation quality, the coloring, the detail, and those particular couple of seconds is just like really good too. So it's, yeah. it's a nice little like treat for the eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so after this cool scene, Kakao uh, uses a, like a, his rocket Vernier jet boosters and uh, tackles Yamcha. And in true Yamcha fashion, he ends up in a crater unresponsive. Um, it's just sort of that iconic Yamcha, <laughs> the iconic Yamcha scene where he's just sort of just dead. Yeah, like almost fetal position in the ground. <laughs> yeah, sucks to suck, Yamcha. I know, dude. Just go play baseball. What are you doing with these fucking clowns? Um, Goku then shows up to take on Kakao and dies. Um. And the blue guy, the blue-haired guy, goes to fight Goku as well. Uh, Gohan saves Chaozu, and uh, we kind of stop. Like we, uh, we haven't really ended it, but like there's kind of like a lull in the fighting from that point on. So from uh, you know from from Gohan saving Chaozu, we we cut over to uh, Turles watching the action, basically uh, observing Gohan, and he's shocked by the power level and. From that, he figures that he must be a Saiyan, and thus he must be Goku's son. Um, and from there, we see that Turles actually has the same face as Goku. So, ooh, shocker. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, we, we, we go back to the action, and Gohan easily takes out uh, Frieza and Lakase, the two uh, butt-headed alien dudes, uh, with a uh, Masenko, and then there's like just a weird little detail that they, they recognize that technique, and so I mean, it, it, I guess it's kind of cool that it's like oh, some world building, like oh maybe they've been to Namek or they know of Namekians or whatever, um, or they've seen Piccolo in in some form, but the, they don't. Why did they waste this time in that I, amount of? I, there's a lot of little things like that in this movie. Uh, I wonder if that's what it looks like. They actually say that in the translated version because it's like, yeah, there's no reason to say that at all. Right, right. And so, um, so after he easily, you know, dispatches with them, uh, Gohan goes off to look for for Icarus, who he's lost track of, and winds up floating into Turles, who's uh, very pleased, of course, to to have found the the son of of Goku of uh, or you know Kakarot because he uses his uh, his Saiyan name, um, and from there he offers Gohan to join him, and he gives him the whole big like you're strong, I'm strong, let's conquer everything, uh, everything but the Luke, I am your father, basically, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I am not your father. He's not. He just has the same face. And from there, he just keeps, uh, you know, he, he attacks him, keeps hurting him, and points out the urgency for him to, to decide to join him because the planet's going to be destroyed by this tree of might. They're going to have to vamoose. And uh, as he's doing that, Charles uh, detects an unreadable power level heading his way. And it's Piccolo, our boy, being his badass self. And he, and he has actually like a cool line when, when Charles is like, who are you? And Piccolo's just like, everything you fear. Like, very, very Batman. Uh, I'm Gohan's yes. real father. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to practice today. Swear to me. <laughs> and so, uh, so from there, you know, uh, Turtles knocks Piccolo away and, and then bandages to pin Gohan down under one foot after after a little bit of a of a struggle between between all of them. And um he creates like this energy, like artificial moon that he throws into the sky and forces Gohan's eyes open so that Gohan could could look into it and turn into a great ape. The uh you know, as the as the Saiyans do, they transform into those giant apes. Um which one thing I, I noted just from my I, I I used to be more on top of this kind of thing with with Dragon Ball because I growing up I was definitely an obsessive but like how many times has the moon been destroyed on on Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z because I, I I could at least count um, Piccolo destroyed the moon at one point to stop yes. another rampage and then in Dragon Ball um, Jackie Chun who's who's Master Roshi destroy the moon to stop goku from doing it so like how many how many moons must we Wait, lose hold on i've got an answer for this oh there the so when piccolo tried to destroy the moon it wasn't actually the moon it was a projection from out of a an old saiyan pod okay remember because he tried he tries to shoot the special beam cannon at it and he goes right through it oh you're okay you're right i might maybe i combined the the two i was thinking occasions. about that too i was like yeah that that the moon didn't just grow back. Okay. Like say in tail. Yeah. So yeah, it was, I think it was probably Goku's original ship. Just like for some reason in that episode turned on and had the little moon projection thing happen. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Good. Good. To Funny know. how that shit stays with you. <laughs> you're, 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 you're hanging on to the, to the important things. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so as, as Goku elsewhere, like he, he sees the fake moon. He knows immediately what must be going on and uh, heads, heads in that direction. Um, and Charles puts like a block on the moon. So he doesn't, so he doesn't have the, the chance to see it himself and also lose control. Um, as Goku approaches, he, the other villains try to stop him, but he does a, a Kaioken and blasts him away with a couple of key blasts, like fairly, I mean, compared to everyone else, fairly effortlessly. Um, for sure. Yeah. It's pretty cool. At this point, like, yeah, the director's like, hey, we got about 15 minutes left in the in the show. We need to clean everybody up. There's no loose ends. Like, just have Goku kill everybody instantly. Let's, yeah, let's get these guys out of the way. They're not, they're not serving any other purpose. And so, um, the, so Gohan, you know, as an ape, um, attacks Goku, smacks him around, and, and Charles is just, like, taunting him for... Uh, being a pathetic warrior and never like living up to that Saiyan warrior potential. And then uh, it even says like, he's going to take care of Gohan once he's dead. Um, <laughs> Goku should have been like, I didn't take care of him when I'm alive. <laughs> Jokes on you. Yeah. Um, and so uh, G- Turtles blasts, uh, you know, blasts everything and 
he he unearths like a, a cavern in the ground that they all fall into uh and it has like an underground lake in it and as goku and gohan are still struggling uh icarus pops in and just kind of flies up to gohan and he and he triggers something in his in his heart you know he he uh he he, he wordlessly does the remember who you are bit uh with him <laughs> so gohan drops goku picks up icarus and and just like lies down with him and, and they're, they're playing um he does even the, he does a little feet kicking thing. Yeah, too. yeah. He he lies down like he's having like a a nice little like I don't know like like he's at a picnic with with uh, with Icarus and he just kicks his feet into the ground into the into the air a little bit. Um, and so uh, from you know, Turles is just like disgusted by what he sees and and continues mocking them. Um, and uh, he blasts Icarus to enrage Gohan further. And that kind of makes him go berserk even even more than that. But as uh, of Turles is uh, celebrating prematurely, Gohan, ch- you know, he, he's berserk, so he's not really picking and choosing targets here. So he he goes uh, he goes after Turles, and um, they they fight a fair bit, and Goku manages to get a Destructo disc going and slices off Gohan's tail with it. Uh, in turn, he shrinks and falls into Goku's arms below uh, in the, in, on the underground lake and just exhaustedly passes out from there. Uh, at this point, we start to see uh, the toll that the Tree of Might starts taking on the world. You know, we get to a theme park, cities that have no power, uh, the planet's turning red and drying out like very quickly. The, the the earth and there's just root giant roots everywhere and so the earth looks very much like the uh the wasteland of the new millennium from like uh from fist of the north star and uh yeah it's just like a dead planet essentially D- definitely uh definitely imagery we don't see very often in dragon ball i thought that was kind of cool other than maybe in like true the trunks saga but even that's a different kind of destruction yeah this is like a famine and like on a like a instead of just destruction on a human level it is a just it is destruction on a planetary level um but turtle is kind of you know he's mocking goku some more um i believe it's space uh t-hawk who shows up with krillin the rest of the crew shows up and they face off against goku and you see like all the other warriors are like dead or knocked out because you know they suck and it's it's the goku show so you can't have any of them beating anybody except for piccolo and piccolo starts to fight turles and he's you know he's using all of his like his stretchy arms he's doing all i love i love when piccolo uses the stretchy arms i'm always a fan of that always so fun yeah he's great piccolo probably the best character in dragon ball z next to vegeta um but Turles, you know, quickly makes, you know, Piccolo a non-issue. <clears throat> Blasts him away. Um, Goku gets mad, powers up, destroys everybody's scouters. And pretty much just like, now, at this point, Goku now kills everybody with like a single hit. Like, he's just clears the board, essentially. Because it's it's now time for Goku and Turles to fight. The, di- the director's running against the clock here. Yeah. 
And so uh, <laughs> Turles is like, hey, I'll give you a chance to surrender. You know, you're going to... The planet's fucked, bro. Just just surrender and I, I won't kill you. And give me your son. And, um, you know, and he's, he's kind of shocked that Goku actually can fight because he, he kind of just, like... Even though him and Goku are, quote-unquote, like, the same class, which explains why they both look the same. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know how Toriyama's universe works because it's like are you now saying that there's just a whole subset of saiyans that look exactly like goku and bardock but his brother looks like raditz are, is there a whole race of people that look like vegeta i don't know there's, there's only like seven saiyan faces and we've we've seen them all we've seen like four of them yeah <laughs> um oh and broly i don't know whatever um so as they're fighting uh Turles grabs some fruit takes a bite you know and just gets powered up and then just starts you know beating the hell out of goku shooting key blasts into his back you know he's doing his whole you know showing off talking shit kind of thing i i mean i kind of like that about Turles. like Turles is sort of like a a mix between the shit talking of Vegeta and like Jace kind of, I don't know. It, it's just a cool little dynamic that he has. He's very like self-confident. And at this point in the movie, he kind of backs it up. So yeah, he starts to barrage him still and Goku's screaming. Uh, everyone's reaching out to Goku telepathically because apparently that's a thing they can do. <laughs> and, um, and that they're like, Hey, we got your back, dude. We got, you know, you could do this. And hearing Gohan kind of, you know, gives him that, that that daddy power to kind of fight on and, you know, not give up. All about that daddy power. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other warriors show up and, um, you know, they're, they're trying to fight, kind of hold Turles back as Goku kind of tries to, you know, reassess himself. And, you know, obviously Turles is just kind of playing with everybody else. At this moment, Goku is kind of drawing uh, power for the spirit bomb to kind of take, you know, his like, it's his gambit, his last move. And um, so, you know, he kind of gets enough energy from what little energy was left on Earth. And he shoots the spirit bomb at Turles, but Turles kind of is because he's he's so buffed up, you know, a spirit bomb, which normally kills everybody. You know, he's able to go and just take the spirit bomb off the board like instantly and things you know at this point things look really bleak you know because like goku was already getting his ass kicked he tried to use a spirit bomb nothing worked and now it's like it looks real bad and he has like a kind of a vision and uh you know he kind of feels like some warmth he says and he sees light and turles is just munching on fruit you know, increasing his power, getting those vitamins in. Goku, after kind of re, you know, getting back to recovery, he kind of finds Turles in his tree, and he's saying, "I've got the power of nature, Turles. You can't, you can't take me down." So this movie clearly brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. <laughs> uh, so he's got the power of nature, and he's got the power of fruit, and uh, freaking tree huggers. Yeah. They uh they blast each other, and Turles's 
Scouter blows up. But okay, so like, so when this happened, like, Goku's spirit bomb pierces through Turles's blast and then sends him up the tree and pretty much destroying the tree and Turles at the same time. But like, Goku didn't have the power of nature. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he had it in the first spirit bomb and Turles like took care of it. Like, it was nothing. And it wasn't nearly enough, right? And then... So, it's 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 annoying because it's it's supposed to be that he took the the energy from the tree that had been that the tree had stolen from the rest of the planet, which is why his first spirit bomb was so weak. But they do nothing to show or portray that in any of the visuals of the of the of the film or of this scene. Even like they never make that yeah obvious. Yeah, so you're just supposed to you're just supposed to accept. I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're fucking ten years old and you're watching this. Right. You just want to see people fight, but it's like you're not explaining that, and so now I have to jump through hoops mentally to kind of like make sense of your lazy storytelling. Um, but I digress. Um, so Turles is Turles is dead. Tree's getting blown up. Uh, an energy wave cuts across the planet. The tree. Um, starts to kind of disperse the energy that it was taking for fruit and kind of spreads it back out onto the earth and kind of wrapping everything up with a nice little bow. Um, you start seeing like animals that were kind of not doing too hot or kind of getting up again and walking around. Gohan wakes up and he, uh, he's there to be woken up by Icarus. Who's okay. And King Kai does some more exposition. He's like, hey, tree's destroyed. And here's how it happened. <laughs> power was absorbed. Uh, it's been released back into the world. Goku used the power of the tree itself to destroy it. And, you know, you're all good now. Or, or you could have and, used, you know, a half second here or there to show that visually because this is a visual medium and not have King Kai tell it to us. But, okay. Or you, or that. you could have him tell it to us. Like, have Turles be like, how are you so powerful now? He's like, oh, the tree is, you know, you just have somebody who was there tell yeah. it. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. We'll get into that when we go over our review. <laughs> um, so, yeah, nature's going back to normal. And we kind of come full circle because at some time later, they are camping again. So, it's you know, it kind of starts off where we began or it ends where we kind of started off. And... Oolong wants to pet Icarus, and he says that like Icarus is just like Piccolo. He doesn't like anybody but Gohan. <laughs> and you know, everyone laughs, and then we kind of cut to credits. And he makes he makes a funny comment about how he figures that like a dragon would like pork, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I, I guess <laughs> morbid, but cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so the credits are. Uh, Maru Goto, the DBZ ending theme performed by Kagayama uh, Hironobu. Uh, you know, and it's you know, it's like a little instrumental kind of fun. It was fine, you know. Did you like it? Did you like the, the ending credits? Uh, yeah. So, like in in the in the version we have, it's it's replaced with the um, one of the US ones. Um, oh, was it? Yeah. The to be honest, I I. I cut this movie off as, as it was over. <laughs> the the song itself is just like an okay like late eighties sounding J pop song, you know, kind of kind of fun. Probably one of the less memorable ones to me. Um, but but yeah, it was it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, 
not not as good as the original as the first Dragon Ball Z ending theme. Um, I which is also no, it's not Kagami Hironobu. I blank. I'm blanking on it, but yeah, the first the first ending theme is uh, is pretty uh, is a lot more fun than than pretty this. Good. It's pretty mm-hmm. pretty good. So Eric, what did uh, you know? Now with that out of the way, um, what did you think of the movie overall? Not great. Um, <laughs> I I so okay. When I was younger, I was like I said, I, I was probably like you know, fifteen when I saw this for the first time. I thought it was fucking great. And so when we when we talked about doing Tree of Might, I was like stoked because I haven't seen it since. Oh yeah, we were we were both pretty hyped up. I, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and so I was like, okay, cool. And like halfway through, or not even halfway through, like 10 minutes in, I'm like, okay, this is boring. You know, like, and I, and even as I'm watching it, like in the first, like some of my first notes that I have here is like, oh, they're reusing a lot of animation already. <laughs> That's interesting that, uh, yeah. you know, we're not even 15 minutes in and I'm already seeing, new, you know, Krillin throw the same air key blast like three times. There, there, so. there are some great moments of animation, but they really are like fleeting, great little moments, like the the Yamcha Zoidborg uh, fight that yeah. that we <laughs> mentioned earlier. But yeah, there's so much uh, reused and like filler animation. Um, the one that got to me was when they're when they're just showing different things in nature, like not doing so hot, but mm-hmm. they just pan over the same object for. Like I think it was like a mountainside and some plants and stuff, and they're not even changing for a while. Like it's just kind of like the plant is green for like yeah. seven seconds before it even starts changing to like brown or whatever. So yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of filler for then like a rushed ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's yeah, that doesn't make sense. It's like yeah, if you're rushing the ending, just get rid of all the filler you have in here. Mm-hmm. So it's like. I don't. I don't know. Like it, it's just, the filler is going to be cheaper, of, though. So I mean, at, at, that's that's exactly at the yeah. end of the yeah, day. Right. This is a you know this is a, a line on someone's Excel spreadsheet. And fair, but that's what kind of got me. Like, kind of, I was already not happy about it upon rewatching this because I was like, this is a feature film. Like, not not in the U.S. obviously, but in Japan, it probably was an OVA that probably showed in theaters, and you know, it's like. Yeah, you you're you're using all this crap. Yeah, I think I think a lot of the movies like this were usually like a double feature uh, release, oh, and okay. uh, yeah, you'd you'd expect more, but fortunately not. I guess not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. What about your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah. I mean, a, a, along with uh, you know your same your same concerns with the the animation um, and 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 the rushing through. I thought the the villains were a little just like paper thin, not um, not very great understandable with with the time constraints and the you know turtles was kind of it's kind of boring for 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 the mystique the allure that i I feel that they wanted to give him with having the same face as goku and being you know the same like warrior class or whatever um not very interesting they were telling us to be intrigued but they weren't showing us why right i mean but as a kid like going back to the fact that you know this is for kids obviously but like I remember as a kid being like, oh, there's evil Goku. That's really cool. And like, as an adult now, I'm like, yeah, that's just kind of a cheap... Right. It's a cheap plot point. But as a kid, you're like, ooh, this is cool. Because he, he's wearing evil Saiyan armor. And you never see Goku in Saiyan armor. Right. 
And he's got a cape. That's cool too. Like, but you're right. He is a very boring main villain. So, so something I, I thought was kind of cool um, in the, in, in, you know, like the kind of legacy the this, this film has left behind um, the, the Crusher Core characters actually do show up again in Fusion Reborn, which is one of the, the last Dragon Ball Z movies. I love that movie. And that's the one where um, it has that scene where, like, they let loose all of the, the people from hell. So you have, like, you know, Frieza and, you know, et cetera. And Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> and The Ginyu Force are there, and I love that. Like, Ginyu and Cell. Yeah, and, like, yeah. A lot of interaction. I didn't know that they were there. Interesting. A, a lot of cool little, like, moments of interaction between characters that didn't get a chance um, to, uh-huh. to interact at all. So, uh, yeah, they make they make a quick appearance. It's like a shot or two. Um, hmm. They they show up in some of the games. I'm not super familiar with the with the like Dragon Ball Z portable games or mm-hmm. uh, any of the any of the like RPG or like action RPG ones. But uh, apparently they do do show up in some of those. Um, and then of course the a lot of the footage from the film, as we were alluding to earlier is used in the original US intro for Dragon Ball Z, uh, affectionately called Rock the Dragon after like the basically the only lyrics in the song. And Hell yeah. It's also used in and we will we will put this in the show notes, the the very bizarre UK and Canadian Dragon Ball Z intro, which uh, ain't got shit on Rock the Dragon, but we'll mm-hmm. we'll put that on there. But I think other other than those little those little tidbits the, this this movie didn't really have much of a of a legacy in the franchise or just overall other than yeah just being one of those meh kind of dragon ball z movies that they made a bajillion of yeah i don't know um that's interesting though that they did show up i'd never noticed that in fusion reborn and that's that's one of the movies that i watched i watched the most often oh yeah 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 um you'll, you'll have to keep an eye out for them the next time or or you know when we get to that I think well, I I mean I kind of I liked that we could do the Dragon Ball Z movies because they they don't have they kind of don't fit in with any canon obviously so they're easier to do we don't have to explain anything they're kind of just self contained they just happen so yeah so I'm down to make I'm down to do more episodes on these movies I mean obviously we want to spread them out but you know if you like it, if you like the episode give us a rating or whatever um so. Did you did did it hold up for you, Jorge? I'm not. I don't know. I I must have uh, I must have been thinking of like the emotional response that maybe the world's strongest and Dead Zone also gave me um, back then because maybe those were doing a lot of of the heavy lifting and and how jazz there was about those movies, or maybe I was just younger and dumber because and full of cummer. <laughs> <laughs> accurate um the yeah i uh yeah i didn't it didn't it didn't really hold up for me i i'd be interested in in rewatching at least like world's strongest i thought that had kind of a, a more interesting um villain and and aesthetic to it um but yeah overall i don't i don't think it it held up and i i probably yeah i wouldn't really recommend this if if i wanted someone to to watch something dragon ball z related this wouldn't really be anywhere near the top of that list yeah no i hear you i it's it's and it's so unfortunate too because i think if you look at the pieces that tree of might has like you have a cool looking villain you have interesting 
minor villains. And it's like an interesting concept, whatever. There's, you know, world like true world destruction is on at stake. It's like you have these pieces of what could be a really good OVA, but it's just like the lazy execution just falls flat on its face. Yeah, it's it's tr- it's truly like less than the sum of its parts. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm right there with you. I don't think I would recommend it. Uh, I yeah, can't say I'd recommend it to even Dragon Ball Z fans. I would say probably yeah, watch watch World Strongest or watch the Garlic Junior movie. Um, but yeah, not Tria might unfortunately. Tree of might suck. Tree, tree of plight. Ah, Fli- tree of flight away from this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Jorge, um, as you know, we do our body pillow ratings. So on a scale of one to five, how many Zoidborg body pillows would you give Dragon Ball Z tree of might? I'm going to give it two Zoidborgs. Um, I think, again, I think there, there's good pieces there and the, the, the peaks of the animation are, are very high and, and do, do happen there on occasion, but overall it's it's just not it, it doesn't hold up it just it's it's not what it could be yeah i think i'm right there with you uh, i think i'm i'm giving it two pillows it's it's not it's not one pillow bad because it's like it's unfortunately it's just it's boring like and it's not to say that it's like exceedingly badly animated to where you would give it a one but it's like it's not even it's not even a, a three. It's not even like you know, par. It's just there. Right. So Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's in the I mean, if we were gonna rank all the Dragon Ball Z movies, for instance, it would be well in the lower half. Oh, for sure. Yeah. From what I remember of them, yeah, definitely. So yeah. So that's our episode, guys. Um if you liked it. Please be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes or follow us on Spotify. If you have a personal recommendation for an anime you'd like us to cover later on in a future episode, we will take any recommendations given to us in a five-star review. If you would like to find us, we are on Instagram at Aging Otakus and we are on Twitter at Aging Otakus. Um, If you want to follow me and see all the things I'm I think are funny when I'm doom scrolling. Um, you can find me at Chambray Poppy. That's Chambray like the textile underscore Poppy like dad in Spanish. Uh, Jorge, where can they find you? You can find me at Jorge Labrador. That's J O R G E and Labrador like the retriever. And uh, I'm usually posting weird video game memes and talking about whatever I'm playing or watching. So Oh, before we end, uh, real quick, uh, where are you on Final Fantasy? Oh yeah, so um, little little update on that. I'm 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 a little I'm a little further along. Um, it has been about a week since I last played, though, so I'm a, I'm a little fuzzy on that. But I'll be sure to have a an update for our uh, next episode because I, I okay I've, I'm 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 where the shit hits the fan, so I'm at a good spot. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't been playing any video games either, so yeah. Um, also, we didn't mention it in the movie. The movie ends with a baby dick. Uh, it's Gohan's dick. So there's that. Um, follow us on Twitter to find out what our next episode will be. And, um, 
yeah, that's our show, guys. So, uh, like I said, tune in next week. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.